Ladies and gentlemen, it's still June. It's not July yet. I hate you, rotation of the earth. I am Natalie Bohensky, and this is Raven On, the recap podcast that seeks to bring you only the best, clearest, most concise analysis in the Game of Thrones universe. And with me, as always, for a crisp, clear, quick, discussion about season two of Game of Thrones as we continue our week by week season recapathon in the lead up to season seven. I've already garbled too much. It's Stuart Lake. Hello, Natalie. Hello, everyone. Season two. Season two is what we're discussing tonight. The season's so memorable, I had to quickly Google Wikipedia <laughs> of what what actually happened. It and actually, then I remembered all the great stuff yeah, that happened, but it's been so long. It actually was a great season. And I think... Um, because I did some judicious Googling yes. as well. <laughs> but it is, uh, you know, it did increase audiences on the first season. And I think it's what really pushed it so that season three was so... Absolutely. Kind of went mainstream. Yep. So we couldn't have done that without season two. Little old season two, the season the that could. The season that could. And so we're going to discuss season two and no doubt other things that crop up as we go along in the podcast this evening, um, we haven't been re-watching anything except, I guess, bits and pieces of, you know, YouTubing and Googling here and there. So we're going from a lot of memory and talking about things that strike us as, yes. as memorable and important in that season. And probably just, you know, a bit of why Jon Snow is so great as well. <laughs> so if you listened to last week's season one recap, then you will have heard that we started the show by doing a quick challenge where we put a mm -hmm. minute on a stopwatch and had to write down everything we could remember about season two in one minute. So, And as I foreshadowed, it was a little bit harder this week. Yes, <laughs> like... it was. So, Stu, I went first last week, so I suggest you go first this week, right. and then we'll, we'll see what I did after that. Okay, so in my minute, I wrote down, first of all, looms large over the whole season, Battle of Blackwater. Yep. It's it was a showstopper. It, it was. was a great it was a great episode. I wrote down the very next one. Tyrion drinks wine in King's Landing, <laughs> carrying on from last week where Tyrion, Tyrion drinks wine across Westeros. Exactly. I wrote down fake mountain uh, because this is the season that had oh the, yes that they, they switched out of, the, the second yeah. of the three mountains and and the worst one really. I mean they. The guy looked. I didn't even realize. I think until last year, and you pointed it out that yeah. there had been a second one. Well, not only that, most people didn't realize that was supposed to be the same character because yeah. it looks nothing like him. They don't do anything to sort of. He had no beard, yeah, as opposed to a big beard, a big beard, and everything. He's got and, yeah. no beard again now. But. Yeah, it's very strange. So fake mountain, um, and of course, uh, in that same sequence, uh, we first meet Jack and Hagar. Oh yes, we do. Yes, we do. A man knows things. Rob Stark winning battles. Which yes. he does across most of the season. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, the golden days. <laughs> the young wolf. The young wolf. Uh, Melisandre is yep. in this season. We meet her for the first time. Brienne is in this oh season. God, and we Brienne. meet her for the first time. I didn't get to Two me. awesome oh. characters. I feel, uh, oh, I feel terrible. And then I finished out. I actually, I, I, we had about 10 seconds left and I ran out of things to think. I, I, I completely ran out of Oh, see, I had heaps more and then I just got stuck and I was like, yeah. oh, blah, blah, blah. But then it, it hit me. I'm like, oh. This season was north of the wall. So the, the uh, Night's Watch goes yeah. north of the wall. And then we meet Mance Raider and we have all that lovely yep. stuff with Jon Snow north of the wall. So Yep, that's funny because I had the same thought at the same time frame yeah. in my minutes. So, <laughs> and, and I started similar too because I started with Battle of Blackwater. Yeah. Two exclamation marks. <laughs> Stannis. Stannis, Davos. how did I forget Stannis and Davos? Davos. Oh, I remember Melisandre. Well, oh. yeah, because I've then written Kate Bush and <laughs> Shadow Baby. 
Shadow Baby, of course. Yes, the, I very much remember the Shadow Baby. Shadow Baby. So, because of course I, I dubbed her Kate Bush and, and that stuck. So she was Kate Bush. Um, then I wrote Tyrion and Bronn in charge. Because do you remember how Bronn was made captain of the Gold Coast? Yes. So all of a sudden yeah, he yeah. was ruling the city police, basically. Absolutely, yeah, it was fantastic. There were some good times in that with, when they got rid of Jonas Slint and they sent him up yes, to the wall. Yes, that's and right, sent him north to the wall. It was, it was fantastic. Bronn there was, dropping sea bombs. Again, and... I would have watched an entire show of like Law and Order set in Westeros <laughs> with, with Bronn as the disgruntled chief. <laughs> yeah. It would be amazing. So many spin offs. Um, I then wrote Joffrey Bastard to Sansa. Because there was a fair oh, bit of, yeah, oh, of Sansa torture yes. in this season. Okay, I forgot about all that. Um, as she started to sort of really, well, she had by the end of the first season realised that Joffrey was an ass. But she was um, dealing with it. Yeah. I then I wrote the Hound underline and leaving battle because he. he oh, that ditched. was at the end. Yeah, yeah he did. I don't know why that struck struck me up really quickly. I then wrote Rob and sexy doctor. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Remember, yes, is where they, I do. I do. They brought yes. in his love interest, who was yeah. the, the healer from Volantis. Absolutely. To Lisa, um, I then wrote, and I feel I feel bad. I didn't mention Gendry because, of course, now I'm like Gendry. Gendry. Yeah. But I wrote, I wrote Arya and Jack and Hagar in capitals and <laughs> debt at Harrenhal. So remember how he yes. killed? Yes, yes, that's, yeah. Of you know, the Red yes. God is owed three lives. I'll kill three people for you. And then just finally, in a hurry at the end, I've written in all capitals: John in North and Igreet. <laughs> oh yes, that's right. This so, is where he first meets her. But I've missed out on a lot there because, as you say, there was um, who did you have who I didn't? Uh, uh, the um, yeah, Rob fake Stark mountain, and fake mountain, and Arya Stark, and um, no, yeah, you had something about Arya. Uh, anyway, point is, Jack and Hagar deals yeah, with Arya a lot. Jack yeah. and Hagar, I had him as well. Oh, and Tywin, Tywin, and, and Arya oh have that incredible yeah. stuff in season two. Season two is great. It's so guys. good. It's so good. It's really <laughs> underrated. It's. And I think I think we were talking about this just before before the, before we started, and we said stop. Let's talk about it on on mic. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, but season two takes all this stuff in season one, and it's it's basically a different show. You've lost half your characters. Is it By half time, though? Well, I don't reckon it's half. You've half. lost your two leads, like in term in terms of Ned Stark, Ned Stark and, and Robert King Robin. Robin. Yeah. Two strong traditional leads and they bump them strong off male characters. The end. Exactly. strong male characters exactly so few and far, few and far <laughs> so between few and far the show really <laughs> suffered for it in the end um, but but it does feel Brienne. like how could I forget Brienne that's exactly. who I meant to Brienne mention as well. and Renly and the Renly and all ghost all assassination and... but yeah it does Marjorie feel... <laughs> I forgot Marjorie oh, of course yeah that's exactly and so yeah. we're, 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 you have your first season and the show is what it is and then I feel like the second season is where the Game of Thrones we would come to know sort of really asserts itself. All these characters sort of come out of the woodwork and the characters who are going to be with us for a long time. It was a huge jump in the cast numbers. Yeah, it was massive. Um, I think they, they sort of took a gamble on the first season about, you know, how big do we make this? Who yeah. do we introduce? They, they deliberately left out some characters that were in the first book. And then they sort of went, well, let's, or in for a penny, in for a pound, let's put everyone in. So in comes all these characters who we're going to be with for the next several seasons. Mm. And it's fantastic. Neither of us mentioned Daenerys. I just realized. Oh my god! Because this season's kind of crap. If you're a Daenerys fan, that's it's not so true. Great. Because I was saying to you, I think earlier that I'm pretty sure this is the season where there are whole episodes where we don't see her. She just goes away, or because her, she's the in the scene, desert. The scene that she is is she's just is miserable in the desert for a while. Yeah, and then there's the Karth stuff. The Karth stuff. And do you know? I was thinking because Karth. 
at the end of that whole sequence, mm. you know, she lost her dragons. They got taken by the creepy blue, the, cre- the creepy blue, t- <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the blue lip, Pyatpri and the, the yes. House of the Undying and her dragons go in there. She has visions. We forgot to talk about her visions. Oh, oh God. Um, yeah, that's right. She has all these visions of the future and she has a little Snow vision falling of... falling on the island. Yeah, time. and the Carl and her little baby mm. and Rago, Carl Drago and Rago. She has a little moment. But she gets her dragons back, sets them all on fire, you know, and then she... Uh, Zarozoan Doxos, whose name I love to pronounce... <laughs> Because it took me ages to learn how to spell. Yes. And I'm surprised I never came up with a nickname for him. I think maybe I thought that might be racist if I had. Because <laughs> he was a cool black dude. And you know, I'm worried about this sort of thing. But he, I just loved learning how to pronounce Zarazo and Doxo. And I don't remember, see, Stu and I used to be newsreaders. Yes. Uh, and so there's a certain amount of joy in pronouncing some names. Getting a real difficult name and, and just, just nailing it. Spinning. Yep. I, my favourite was all, always Cecilio Bamba Nguyen. <laughs> yes, that was my favourite. I love that. And some of the tennis players. If you could get your, if you could get your mouth around a yeah. tennis player, that sounds gross. Butros Butros Gali was a bit before my time, but Coffee uh, Annan, Coffee Annan, Coffee Annan. But yeah, Cecilio Bambang Yudhoyono. Yeah. I just I love that one. It just that's, that's great. The former, the former Indonesian Prime Minister or President? President. Or president yeah. yeah. Oh. And there was another one, I think, from Indonesia as well, Megawati Sakana Putri. Yes, that's right. That was a great one. That is that is pretty great. That was a joy to pronounce. <laughs> Sakana Putri. And when you just got it right and you was just like, damn. Dropping them like bombs. I it's nailed fantastic. that one. So Zarazo and Doxos yes. always made me feel like that. Like, Absolutely. I, hey, I can pronounce it. Yes. Yeah. So he... The 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 Piat Pri and the the priests kind of killed all the because Karth was ruled by a council. Yes, you know it was essentially Twelve a kind or of a or, yeah thirteen the thirteen the thirteen yeah so there was it was sort of a and it, was, it was very progressive it was kind for of like a, they were like a chair of the they were like a yeah, board because they, they were all they were all merchants and so there was yeah. a meritocracy sort of thing happening but then the wizards or whoever they were cult members Scientologists oh, I'll get in trouble now uh, they <laughs> they killed them all except for Zara Zoandoxos and then it turned out that. Um, one of Daenerys's handmaidens mm. had been sleeping with him or had been, I guess, trying to assert yeah. her position and getting good with the king. And so she locked them both in his safe and took all his money. Yeah. She, she, locked, she locked him in his giant metaphor. <laughs> um, I don't know whether you remember that. He had a giant empty safe. Did he? Yes. Did, was did, it? That, that was the whole thing. He told everyone he was really rich, but he actually, his oh, safe was empty. Oh, that's he, right. He had a very elaborate lock. On the safe, and then it was just full there's of nothing. There's all the image of it was yes. full of nothing, and that so, counted, of course, that counted Danny, who looked like she had nothing, but in fact the dragons were real, and she's that's right, you know, exactly. backs it up. So I'd forgotten about that. There you go. This is good that they we're were, podcasting. That like so many, like so many writers before them, they were locked in a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Yeah. So I was just thinking about that, having kind of read up on it again. I was like, well, I wonder what Karth is up to. You know, they, <laughs> in the aftermath of the this, aftermath this woman of this blowing into town with her entourage, yeah, absolutely upsetting their economy. What you know? What are they doing now? Did some merchants kind of rise up and fill that gap? Did they go back to having the the thirteen and go? Okay, well, let's go back to how it all. See now, they're looking, and never let anyone in again. They're looking for Game of Thrones spinoffs. Nat, you need to pitch this. Yes. <laughs> yes. Carth colon city of money. <laughs> but we need some character. I mean, they all they after had those... Carth, after Daenerys, after Carth, uh, uh, yeah. 
Westeros. Like after, after Mash, the ill-fated. After, oh, after Mash, yes, the that's ill-fated right. spin-off. <laughs> I wasn't even making that connection. Where, it's fantastic. Yeah, where, where they all went back to Chicago or something? And yeah, it like, like just why okay, are we watching why? this? So uh, yeah, but Carth, a spin-off. I just, I just thought, like, what happened to this city, the greatest mm. city that ever was or will be, ruled <laughs> over by some really bizarre merchants? Yeah. What, what are they up to now? Who They're knows? Gone? Someone else. Well, I mean, the city's charge? still there, surely. Like, yeah. Everyone just rises up. I don't know. I don't know. They're we- far enough away to not really be bothered by the events of Esos and. Yeah, and that's the whole Westeros, point is that they're so across the Red Way. So, like, theoretically, they're away. just sort of left to their own devices. I just intrigued now as to what's going on there. George R. R. Martin, write us a little novella. No, no, no don't, don't tell him to write anything else because oh, he, yeah, hasn't, true, he hasn't written Winds of Winter yet. So. Um, I'll write some slash fic right. and put it on. Oh, that's a good idea. So, people, I want to try doing more things on my Patreon because if you if you uh, read my recaps and you follow on Facebook, I actually have a Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash girlclumsy. And that's my page there. And I ask people if you're interested in the recaps and you like reading them and you can afford to and you're in a position to. There's absolutely no pressure, but if you you know, I think writers should be paid. So I, I'm asking people to pay $1 per recap, sure. which I think for the, you know, for the seven or eight hours work, it takes me to do a <laughs> recap. You know, that's a really good value for money. It's pretty good. They're like normally 2000 words ago. <laughs> they, they, they do become epics and they're, it's, they're fantastic. So. The word rate, yeah. you know, when you divide dollar by two or three, you know, you're getting a really good value for money for that dollar. And so I'm, I want to, encourage more people this season to sign up and, and, and get on board that because we, we there's interesting stuff happening and I mm, do totally. some cool donations to charity and various things. But also payment is good and I've just bought some new equipment for us for our podcasting and stuff. So it's you know it all goes towards that. So it all, it all gets used for a, a good cause. Now I feel awkward. So my, <laughs> my point is I was thinking I should do more things um, because I have so much free time, I <laughs> I should do more things for the Patreon. Maybe I'll write a little slash fiction story about Carth. Do it, do it. I'd read it. Now I don't know what to do. I need to like <laughs> just like five hundred words. Okay, well that's probably not a thousand words tops. Little story about Carth. Okay, fifteen hundred max. Yeah, like two thousand, okay. and I'm done. Small novella. Yeah, ten thousand words. <laughs> that, you know, fun. no. I, I okay, three part epic. But- <laughs> Like they're, 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 they're thin books. Okay, fully produce theatrical show, <laughs> but that's all. But that's all. Um, so I, I should do that. And that would be, that might be interesting to read. I mean, maybe it would just be terrible. Totally. Um, because I can't write like George R. R. Martin. I he's, disagree. You could he's very, just have a crack. He's very, you know, dense and full of... As long as you describe like rich, detailed descriptions of the meals that everyone eats, I think everyone's <laughs> fine. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's what he does. He, he loves it. it. Like... Yeah, that's, it's like Tolkien and walking. Like, like it... it yeah, as maybe, long as... <laughs> maybe I can just do 500 words on someone desperately trying to get something to eat. True. In the wasteland, in the wasteland of the of... post-Danny Carth. <laughs> but the thing is, it wouldn't have been badly damaged because the dragons didn't destroy it. You know, they were too little No, still. yeah, that's right. So it, it should still be a city. Okay, hmm. all right, let's put that on the to-do list. Carth <laughs> fan fiction. <laughs> that's okay. Expanding the empire. Yeah. Slash fiction's the one where you get characters to like do it, isn't it? Sure. Is it? Isn't that I mean, what it is? Yeah, I guess. Isn't that where I, I'm, not, like I'm not big in the community? Kirk and Spock and Harry and Ron. I guess so, yeah. That sort I, of I, stuff. I think that's where the phrase slash comes from. Do you know, I once read, when I first got on the internet, like 
96, 97. Right. And I remember finding this website. Which Via a was... dial-up modem on GeoCities. Oh, yeah. Totally. I remember finding a website <laughs> <laughs> that had, I don't know how I found it. I don't know how it came up. Um, cause you know, this is way before social media. Yeah. You literally just had email. That was your, or as you totally, say, a yeah. GeoCities page, which mm. I, I never could work out how to do that. But, um, I found a page, which was a story of James Bond and Xena, like going on a mission together or something. Right, and okay. I remember being absolutely blown away that this was a thing that existed <laughs> and it went on for so long. And I was like, it's amazing. I love James Bond. I love Xena. And now they're together at last. <laughs> I didn't realize that there's this whole universe of absolutely crazy, random, and let's face it, probably not great world of putting characters into your own stories. and Yeah, exactly. People exploring their own creativity. I remember reading something that J.K. Rowling wrote once about how there's a lot of people who write kinky stuff about Professor Snape <laughs> online. I, I can understand like that. Like there's a lot yeah, of people I, I with some that. serious Professor Snape fantasies yeah. out there, including like... Hermione Professor Snape and I think yeah. that's what disturbed J.K. Rowling she's like she's a child at school like okay a teenager yes. but still and oh god you know <laughs> Professor Snape might be awful you know but oh god but, but he's, uh, he's not that awful no 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 like, but still yeah. but this, he, he's in a position of power and does sure. the dark no 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 exactly yeah. yeah clearly people love the you know well I like Jon Snow but I mean he's not as brooding as Snape Snape takes brooding to a whole <laughs> oh I don't, I don't know dimensional I mean, level it would, would we say Jon Snow is more or less brooding than Snape? That's because Snape's, Snape's not brooding. He's like, he's like. What are you talking what, about? What you All he does grumpy? is brood. <laughs> he just kind of fumes quietly in a corner. Fuming, maybe. Oh, not fuming. Like he's not constantly looking at Harry and seeing his old dead girlfriend's face. When you say going... when you say the word brooding, I think like Heathcliff on a windswept oh, moor. I see. You know? Okay. All right. But okay, I do for fair... so many things. But. Yeah, you know, look at you. <laughs> Let's face it, you are Heathcliff standing there. <coughs> you just but deserve to be up there on the cliff overlooking totally. the. Let's okay. Somebody Photoshop Stew into a cliff. Don't picture. don't do that. No no no. Do it. <laughs> get a picture of Heathcliff. Get. Have they done a Wuthering? They did a Wuthering Heights a few years ago, but They've I don't. Done a couple. I didn't. I didn't see it. I saw one that Ray Fiennes did back in the nineties. It's, it's one of those, it's because a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a classic English novel and so it it's is. been adapted several yeah, times. Yeah, it's a tough watch though. I find it a tough watch. It's a tough read. The old, uh, well, Kate Bush's thing. Hot, hot, hot take on hey. hot take on English <laughs> literature. Wuthering Heights, not great. No, no, I, I, no, I think it is great. I think it's, I think no, it's a I, fantastic. I do not like it at all. But anyway, it's, but it, it's, it's tough. Like all it's the Brontes, all the yeah. Bronte stuff is a lot tougher than the kind of yeah. beautifully light and delectable Jane Austens and things. And also, then, when I when I first I read it in high school, and I know that's terrible for books, but uh, all the characters were named. Like Ka- Catherine yeah. and Shaw Linton, and yeah, they, you know, pretty like, much all there was, there was like Catherine. five different characters yeah. called Catherine. I'm yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. That's because you know it's important to keep familiarity. I, I, I say doing a podcast about a show with about fifty characters with ridiculous names like Zora and Zoe. I don't even know it. What's the name? Zara Zoe and Doxos. Zara Zoe and Doxos. But at of least course. you know there's no two Zara Zoe and Doxos. That's right, exactly. Hang on, are you the Zara Zoe and Doxos of Karth? No, no, no. I'm the Zara Zoe and Doxos from Asai. Exactly, and his name is 
Zorozoan Doxos or it would be Zorozoan Doxos or something. There would be a weird flip. Oh, yeah. Because that's how it works. Or there'd be a, a, what did a a friend of mine, Kevin, once call it? A fantasy apostrophe? A fantasy apostrophe, yes. (laughs) Just the random... Like Jack and Hagar. Jack and Hagar has literally has a fantasy apostrophe in his name. Let's talk about Jack and then since we've we've merged onto Mm. that. Um, I called him because season two is where I first started doing recaps, which is probably something to mention. That's where I first Mm. kind of got into it. And uh, I called him the creepy rapey guy. Creepy rapey guy. That's what he was for like two well, that whole season. He's got that vibe. It's very much a yeah, vibe. Yeah, but I was watching something recently where they talked about him as being like having a handsome face. Or he has this handsome, he's a handsome guy. And thing. I mean, and I, I can like, understand that, but... Oh, yeah. I just hadn't, like, it was just the, his whole vibe to me was just like creepy yeah, rapey guy. Exactly. Because he came across as so very creepy. Yeah. Especially because it was it was Arya that he was constantly talking yeah. to. So it... It had a very hello little girl like yeah. sort of thing about it. It was yeah. very weird. Yeah. And he was in, you know, he was one of the mad people locked in a cage with two yes. other guys with two who other were guys nuts. Who you kind of assumed were rapists? Like it was yeah. sort of a thing. They'd done something horrible. <laughs> but, but nuts, like total yeah. nuts. Whereas he was just the calm one going, give me an axe. Help me escape. Yeah. Like, oh God, no. Oh no. But he turned out to come in very handy because when Arya ended up, because there was that horrible sequence. Because, oh, that's what someone's name I meant to write down to honor them was Yorin. Do you remember the the Night's Watch guy? Oh, yes. He goes out like a champ. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And that fantastic battle, he goes up against the Lannisters who are. He does. He takes them all on. Yeah. Because, okay, we're going to. But that first episode had them killing every bastard of. Robert Baratheon. They did. Remember that's right. how that yes. shocking that episode was? They ended yeah. with all these like children being torn from their mothers oh and my killed God, yes. by gold cloaks. And in fact, wasn't yeah because that was episode one. Wasn't yes, it? it was. And I remember at the time. <laughs> I think we'll again, talk about again, this. again. Oh, you sweet summer child. Yeah, that's it. Oh, it's going to get so much worse. <laughs> we thought that was going to be as bad as it got. But, oh, but that was that was when the think pieces all started about, and there had been some for season one about the the um, uh, sex position, sex position, and stuff like that. Yeah. But that was when they started in earnest about has Game of Thrones gone too far? <laughs> is this too far for TV? <laughs> it's like guys, we're going to get so much worse. Sweet summer child, stuff is going to have you, sweet summer child. <laughs> but yeah, I remember being viscerally. Uh, Upset by that, and it you know, is. It's they, they, they it's just awful. went around and stabbed a bunch of kids, Absolutely. and obviously Gendry, hmm. having gotten into a fight and being recruited by Yorin, escaped. The Lannisters come after them. Yorin has that fantastic moment with Arya, which is where she gets the idea, which is not in the books. They hmm. they have Yorin give that to her, that whole say the name of the yes. person who wronged you before you. Go to sleep yeah, at night. That's it. That that's not in the book from my memory because I no, did I did read thing. it. It was yeah. just she would repeat that, but he would re- you know she learned that from him, and so she started going, the Hound, the Mountain, Cersei, Joffrey, yeah, Polliver. and that that becomes a theme for her like right through the rest yeah, of the series. Yeah, absolutely. And there's that fantastic you know they're having that moment the Lannister soldiers attack, and he goes out fighting like a goddamn champion. Yeah, he and does. It was such a loss. He was again one they of those characters. They have to characters. kick him over after he dies. Like that's that's yeah, how that's yeah. how awesome Joran is. Joran and then is. they spike they spike one of the kids through the throat because yeah. he's like I with can't needle. walk with, with needle. needle. Yeah. yeah, they take Arya's sword yeah. and spike um, Tommy or whatever he was. And of course, they end up at Harren Hall with Gendry and hot pie. <laughs> I can't believe neither of us wrote down hot pie. 
who starts off, yeah, who has a real arc over season two. He like, is... he starts off like the, the bully kid. Yeah. Who gets put in his place. He was the one then... who Gendry stood up to and went, Yeah. I'll take you. And he was well, like, it's, who, it's who Arya stood up to. Yeah, yeah, as well. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yes, of course it was. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure Gendry had words to him as well. But yeah, he, Arya had been like, I got needle. Yeah. Yeah. He becomes the lovable cook that we all know and love <laughs> and compare ourselves to. <laughs> Someone who loves gravy that much. That's right. And tries to get the pastry just right. Hot pie was a gem. So, yeah, they all end up at Harren Hall, which is a great... With the fake mountain, as you say, which I just thought was some random It's dude. so jarring because I, I know we went back into the rewatch and I remember, like, hitting season two and just being like, oh, it's just... I really wish they didn't have to recast him. I love, I love the um, actor who plays him now. I think they've, they've really liked out. Is he an actor, out. though? Isn't he just a massive bodybuilder? Well, he, he looks the part. <laughs> And he doesn't have to say much. They've cut out all so. his lines because he's now a zombie, so he doesn't have to speak. He doesn't have to be convincing. It's he all just good. needs to be it's huge. All good. He just needs to be enormous. <laughs> and he's very good at that because he is genuinely enormous. <laughs> but the but the, the the guy they the guy they got for season two, and I realized what they did. He's they, skinny. He's, he's tall. Yeah. He's, he's like seven feet tall. The guy who plays the, the actor. But he's it's not. Like he's not bulky. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a very typical tall he's guy. He's not a he's mountain. Skinny. He's kind of like a. Pine a tree? tree. Yeah. Yeah. It's more a tree than a mountain. A poplar tree. Just kind of or at least all for, up. I mean, all even, up. you could even say he was a redwood, but it's not a mountain. It's a it's a tree. It's it's very sure. straight up and down. Um, yeah, so the... they even you can see they've tried to bulk him up with his armor and, and padding and stuff, yeah. but it doesn't work. You can tell he's like a very skinny guy. And so it just I don't know, it's just it's a shame that just right in the middle there they had to recast a iconic role like that. Mm. But anyway, it's it's a small complaint against the season. So they, and that's, yeah, that's where we have Tywin having those lovely conversations, which again, yeah. aren't in the book. That's she, it. she becomes a cupbearer or something like that in the book from, I recall, but I don't think she gets close enough or that mm. close to have those kinds of conversations, which again was a fantastic. Is Tywin um, season two or is he he's season one, isn't he? We do see him in season one because the, yeah. the Lannisters are moving against um because after uh catelyn sent Tyrion to the moon door yes remember yeah, yeah. And we see tywin so there's, there's first um, skinning the deer, the deer yeah. and ta- telling yeah. jamie about how you know legacy is everything yeah um and uh but as- this is the season like so he he was a bit of a i mean he was a, there was a bit of nuance there in season one but then by season two we get He's these just scenes all, with Arya. He comes in on his horse, all oh, yeah. in, like full battle glory, oh, yeah. with the, the 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 sash and you know helmet and everything. He's just like Tyrone Lannister, <laughs> killer instinct, and and this is the thing, like because you you find out later in the series, and if you read the books and the backstory and everything, like you realize, like he was the hand of the king. He was the he was a very important important person, and then mm. Eris went insane, and his fortunes dropped mm. you know and so he is this typical sort of character who is fearsome you know, fearsome and, and and noble and bold mm. but mm. Yeah. so he so yeah so that's where Jacken ends up even though Arya helped him escape from the fire when they were all being attacked mm. and she gave him an axe to escape but then he turns up as a Lannister guard so obviously he's yeah. just gone I'll be a mercenary and it's funny looking back now that we know him to be a faceless man of Bravos, and they yeah. are assassins who get paid money to assassinate people, like yeah. big money. Exactly. But he was just there to 
help out. Like there's still never been any but, explanation well, or clarity like, around why he was there and why he was a prisoner when he clearly would have been was able there, to. Was there meaning a coincidence or was he there for Ario specifically? Was there some sort of but cosmic how, forces okay, at work? I'm going to say I got in a bit of a loop last weekend. Yeah. In some Game of Thrones theory and backstory. Right. Cons- well, conspiracy backstory. <laughs> Theory videos, right? I yeah. got into a loop by there's a fantastic channel called Alt Shift X, and right, I think okay. it's an Australian. It's, it certainly sounds Australian, and I just got caught in this loop of lots of backstory stuff and like. And one of the videos was "What's up with Jack and Hagar?" Good <laughs> <laughs> title. What is up with what him? What is up with? Um, Jack but go and check. Hagar. They have heaps of videos. They have some where they they generally sort of mark things with you know may contain spoilers or yeah. this is stuff that discusses. Other things, but a lot of it are videos from, you know, seasons gone past. So we, you know, they're not really spoilery anymore. Sure. So, um, and they talked about that. They're like, how does, why would they be monitoring faceless men in Bravos be monitoring a, a, a nobleman's daughter from Westeros? Like what, yeah. does it actually make sense that that would happen? I was like, yeah, that's, I just, like why? And, and there's all these theories about, you know, how he changed faces at the end of that season and she sees him change face and become another man. And, yeah. and you know, after and, and the, the, the implication saying, is that you won't see him again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, well. And, and similarly, he does turn up again because I haven't read books four and five, um, but he does turn up again somewhere, but not yeah. where he is in the show. They actually oh, right, they okay. brought him back in the show to train Arya at the House of right, Black and White. Okay. That's not oh, him okay. in the books, apparently. Right. It's He's somewhere, but he's not there. Or he's in Old Town or something with Sam in the books. Oh, okay. So there's it's just one of those things. Sure, why not? Yeah, well, it's interesting sometimes watching these <laughs> he's with videos, Sam now. or he's around that area, like in the vicinity. I don't know if they're kind of yeah. doing stuff together, but they're in the vicinity of each other. But it's it's interesting sometimes watching those videos and going, oh, okay, because they'll often say in the books this is where this person is at and this is where versus yeah. in the show. And sometimes all the conspiracy are just book related, and I yes. kind of don't care. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it's like eh, yeah, but I feel like that's not going to really spoil me for the show yeah. at this point. Believe me, I don't go out of my way to find spoilers and think about everything totally, occasionally yeah. occasionally things pop up and i go oh yeah maybe but i i don't feel like any theory that i've heard has been kind of like the <laughs> you know i think i read about r plus l equals j after watching series one like just when i was doing some searching yeah. about it and it popped up in some way like, and oh, i was like okay. oh yeah that kind of makes sense mm. but i didn't really think about it you know, it was just kind totally. of a thing that happened and I moved on and it became such a common conspiracy theory that I would have found out about it. Yeah, exactly. And it, like, I don't yeah. know how you could watch was, Game of Thrones. By the time and... we actually got some confirmation about that on the show, yeah. it was like being written about in like recaps yeah, and things. It was, so it was, it was the was, dominant conspiracy theory the, of the show. And it wasn't even a conspiracy theory. It was just a, a theory that people had based on actual evidence yes, in the show, yeah. which is more than I can say for a lot of the theories that get thrown out there. But anyway, it's fine. Yes. And there are some good ones. I would recommend that that particular channel um, has got. But there, man, there are some hardcore, full-on Game of Thrones nerds. Well, out some, there. somewhere, and somewhere, our friend Greg is is shouting, uh, "Jorah is Azora High!" And, and Hi, Greg. <laughs> He's still backing it in. He's still backing that theory in. But that you know, and that was from one of the. the but there's all sorts of other characters. Who did I see? Another character who was on one of these videos was being posited as um, perhaps being Azor Ahai and I can't remember who it was but the it'll come to promised. me yeah so it wasn't um, oh no not Grey Worm not Jorah god someone 
Hot pie. No. <laughs> Man, that would be great. That would be fantastic. Imagine I wouldn't if it was even all, care. Imagine if it was all just like a cooking metaphor yeah. and he had to stab the sword because there's this whole thing about how he has to, t- t- um, what do you call it when you like cast a sword or you have to temper And there's something about something. blood and salt as well, isn't there? So yeah, like... born, no, it was salt and smoke. Salt and so smoke. Born hey, and salt hey and smoke. that's a ham, baby. Exactly. <laughs> you, oh my God. Have we just out conspiracy? <laughs> It's true. Azor a high is hot pie. It even rhymes. It even rhymes. It must be true. We don't even know his name. So he just has his to His name spear. is hot pie. Well, yeah, but he's, <laughs> he just has to spear. Like, there's a whole thing about where he has to spear. He, Azor Ahai, the, the original one, had to, like, kill his own wife with his sword right. to make it proper or something. It was like, you know, right. to, like, seal it or something. It had yes, to be, yeah, it had yeah. to be, mm. what do you call that when you... Like temper a sword yeah, or yeah, yeah, or... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you sort of have to bleed it a bit. Or anyway, so he had to like kill the woman he loved. <laughs> yes. Maybe Hot Pie just has to like spear through a really delicious pie and totally. sacrifice it to the gods in an American pie style. I, think I was meant to say you're going for an American pie thing here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Jackin helps Arya out by killing i've tried to get us back on track i mean i just i just want to talk about game of thrones recap videos yes no there are there are nerdy people i'm look sure and like like we're nerdy but these are people who are going like on page 74 of (laughs) chapter you know in in chapter x of book this if it it makes them happy let them go for it like I, no, I'm I'm saying this from a complete place yeah, of respect yeah, yeah, totally. because I, you know, it is more effort than I have in me to do totally, this podcast. Yes, exactly, and we are just talking about things, <laughs> and then I have to edit it and put it up. They've got video, they've got clips from the show, they've got photo fan art photos. Mm-hmm, yep. they've got references to us, uh, the World of Ice and Fire, which was a George R. R. Martin companion the book. companion book. Yep, they, you know, they've got bits of text. That, that got, book. Uh, has a lot to answer for. Like that you book, think? I think. I think a lot of the fan theories stem it. from that book. Yeah, well, they quoted a lot. Neither have I because they had it had huge spoilers at the time for like Game of Thrones oh, like, for, for the series. But it just like almost every one of these uh, conspiracy videos will come out at some point. Will say, and in the world of Ice and Fire, it says yes, blah blah yes, blah blah yes. blah. So you know, I think that book has a lot to answer for. I there was a really fun one actually, and again slightly off track, but there there was a fun one called the Who Was the Laughing Tree Night? Laughing Tree Night, I think it's called. Yeah. Oh yeah, and there's so a theory there's it might some... be Liana Stark. Yes, that... yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that makes sense. See, that's one so, of those ones that makes sense because in the books it's written in such a way. So that, there was it was the yeah. contest where Well, it was the contest it, it was, where yeah, it was um, the same contest where, where Rhaegar Targaryen took off with Liana. Off with yes, Liana so before yeah. that. Howland Reed, who's Mira and Jojen's dad, who was the only other person who survived to see the Tower of Joy and the Arthas yeah. L equals J whatnot. So before all that, obviously, <laughs> he'd rocked up to this tournament and because he was from the neck and a bit shit, everyone mm. had mocked him and he'd been beaten up by some Lannisters. And yeah. so Lyanna Stark came in riding on a horse and saved him, apparently. And all the Starks were like, we like you. And then there was this joust where this laughing tree knight turned up and it's not really said who it was. And there yes, are some theories if that you was... read between the lines of the thing, it's like, it's probably Liana because Liana was said to be very Arya-like in that she was yes. a bit of a tomboy. She's she great liked, on horseback. She liked fighting and yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. so yeah, again, not really a, con- like 
one of those crazy conspiracy theories. It's just like what? some people read the book and, yeah. and understood what was trying to be conveyed yeah. to them. And then I think they, <laughs> they I think they try to link them up to you know where we're at in the show by talking yeah. about I guess the legacy of Liana and Hal and Reed and if he knows about it and might come in because we haven't seen anything of him mm. except the flashback. Totally, I want to yeah. meet that guy. That's a goal for season <laughs> seven. I want to meet. Some- Howland Reed. You want to have some more flashbacks? I want to. I want Mira to get Bran to his castle, and I want. Well, that's probably that's further down from Winterfell. So anyway, for him to come to Win, I want Howland Reed, mum, sorry, dad, daughter reuniting, and then finding out some stuff. Totally. But um, yeah, I've got to stop watching a lot of those videos because I feel like I'm skirting around the edges of potential spoilers. I should probably not yeah. dive further. Again, I don't. I don't know whether we mentioned it last week, but most of the plot of season seven has leaked, and apparently it's pretty accurate. So you have See, to be very I, careful because this is the thing. I haven't been looking at any leaks yeah. or any like Game of Thrones season seven plots. But, but like, this is I've the thing. Not... Like, yeah, people do pepper it into other unrelated things. And you're yeah. like, come on, man, what what's that anyway? But geez, it was an entertaining hole to fall down there yes. for, a, for a couple of hours. It's just like eating popcorn going, oh, really? Really? Wow. Laughing okay. tree night. Never heard of that. What even is that? Wow. Um, and are people love finding meaning in, in yeah. every in little, little sentence. Every little tiny is, thing and every gesture. You know, gesture there's and... something about Liana, our blue rose grew in a wall of ice or something. It's like, well, that refers to Jon Snow because he's at the wall and her son and he's a... Well, that was, well, that was one of Daenerys' visions, wasn't it? Is that, is that how Oh, that... yeah, maybe. Because, I, yeah, I watched another one which was yeah. like, what are da- Daenerys' visions? And they go through the ones in the show which were like, that was over in about two minutes and they're like, here's all the ones from the books. Yeah. I'm like, wow. I'm sure I read that book but I don't remember all those visions. <laughs> I just remember the Carl and the little baby and the Iron Throne with the snow and hmm. that's... That's about it. Snow on the Iron Throne. Snow on the Iron... Ah, I get what you said mm. there. That's, yeah. um, so, okay. We were talking about Harrenhal, uh, Jack and Hagar, planting the seed of idea into Arya about coming to Braavos, and, yeah. which yeah. she would do then a season later, into season three. I think she took off to uh, after the Red Wedding. Yeah. After the Red Wedding, yeah. Because yeah. she yeah. she's still trying to get back to her family at That's this it. point. Let's go north of the wall and talk about Jon Snow because he sure. was not—he was north of the wall that whole season. Yeah, they were, weren't they? Yeah, he exactly. was in Craister's. Ki- oh my god, Craister and Gilly, like we meet Gilly. Gilly. Oh, oh. That's, oh, and and the revelation that Craister was like sacrificing his boy babies his male, yeah. from his daughter wives. Oh god, so gross. <laughs> Ugh, that whole situation is still one of... I mean, Game of Thrones is not hold back from the gross situations, but no, that yeah. situation was it's one of the grossest. It's pretty gross, yeah. Everything about it was horrible. And the, the whole <laughs> that whole thing of, of having to put up with him because he was the lifeline to staying alive. Well, sure, the lifeline. exactly. <laughs> you know, we have to... Jon Snow's like, he's horrible. It's like, yep, we know. We've got to keep going north, though, so just shut up. And because um, they they don't he doesn't take Gilly at that point does he? No, that's when they come back. That's when they come yeah. back. Is that at the end? And I think that's where Lord Mormont gets killed. Because he's that... Jon Snow's not back with them. Jon Snow got lost. Yeah, he, he yeah, went yeah. Off he with, um, he ran off Corrin with wildlings, and yeah. then ended up with the wildlings, and they all went back. Because at the end of the season, Sam is like the the White Walkers sort of attack. Yeah, but Sam somehow makes it out. Somehow he. They kind, of, they kind of, they're kind of like, uh, and also no one saw Sam and he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they, you know, kill everyone on top of the fist of the first men, and there's yeah. another spirally pattern of. 
oh, the limbs too. and That's stuff right. yeah, and yeah. the horses' heads at the start of season three. Yes, yes so um, Sam is keen on Gilly because he's a red-blooded Westerosi male and Gilly's a sweet young thing who doesn't want to <laughs> sacrifice a male baby to a crazy blue-eyed monster. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, John ends up going with Corin Halfhand to try and infiltrate Mance Radar's camp and then they get stuck and he ends up having to kill Mance Radar to prove his No, not Mance Radar, Corin Halfhand. Yes, sorry. Spoiler alert, he does end up eventually killing Mance Radar, (laughs) but that's a few seasons later. That's a few seasons later and for much different reasons. But yes, he he gets separated from Corin and the others and with Agreet and he has to kind of deal with Agreet and there's a bit of a flirtatious buddy movie for a while there while she's yeah. like oh hey i'm from the north and i'm a free woman <laughs> and, and you I'm know nothing john sex- snow oh hey how did i not write that <laughs> did you see oh my god it's brilliant i'm gonna look it up there's a i'll see if it's on there's a english reporter for the bbc called john snow oh and really no seriously that, and it's I j-o-h-n mean, i feel um, very sorry for for that guy um well he, I, I'm just typing on my computer, people, because I, I saw this pass through on Twitter and I should have kept it. But here we go. Okay, I'll see if I can play it. So there was a British, there was an election in the UK this week, yes. last week, sorry. And obviously there was a big turnout for Labour. As yes. It was all predicted to be a conservative win by sure. quite a lot. Labour got far better, did far better than anyone expected. I already know what's going to happen <laughs> and it delights me no end. This is, hopefully the microphone will pick it up. This is, this is the reporter, Jon Snow, and how he opened his piece to camera. Good evening. I know nothing. <laughs> the, media, the, pundits, the experts know nothing. We simply didn't spot it. Those early campaign claims of a 70-seat Tory... And I'm like, fantastic. he's not... He's kind of doing it quite seriously. He but is, he but, must know. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he is 100% referencing that. There's no way he's not. Someone's told him, like, Absolutely. this is going to be great. Yeah, just say you know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just keep saying that. But how, yeah, I, I can't believe I didn't write that down in our little, you know, capsule of, of the season. That's it, that's become, that's become such an iconic catchphrase. And, and so much so. This is the first time it shows up. Yeah. You know nothing, you know John, nothing Snow. John Snow. You <laughs> uh, But then, yes, he has to, he has to kill Corrin Halfhand, which is really sad because he was, is, he was yeah. one, again, one of those kick-ass characters. That's right, like exactly. Lauren, who you see for a few episodes and you're like, this guy gets it. Yeah. And then... Yeah, but but he did it to show that actually he's left the Night's Watch and he's a, he's a free proper, man and he wants to be a wildling. And, yeah. and yeah, so he's north of the wall that whole season and most of the next season, I think. Because the next yeah. season he kind of goes back to... Does he go back to Christ's Keep or does he go... No, he and Gilly go and... and they're Grimms. with Mance. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, they go with Mance. Oh, God, I'm getting confused. Sam is with Gilly and they run away with the kid at the end of season two. Do I, we meet, I just had a random thought. Do we meet Tormund this season? Is this where we first see him? I think it is. Unless it's next season. I think it might oh, be this God. one. And I actually don't know. Because I, I was thinking about them climbing over the wall in season three. Yes. And that's definitely in season three. They climb over the wall. Definitely. Um, and they, am... Tormund's with them then. But I wonder if this is where we first meet Tormund. Because well, he's you know he's fan a... favorite and my, one of my favorites. <laughs> I'm just looking him up now. I'm trying to see if they have a uh, have a uh, storm of swords. He's you're on the you're among... on the. This is the book. The book ones. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Um, I think he is because he's in the he's in the tent with um, 
Yeah. <laughs> Tom and Giant's Bane, subtitle, and a fictional character. Um, <laughs> and that's sad, isn't it? That's sad. That it's that it's very sad. It's very sad. First um, appeared... In the show, he is one of Mance's top generals. It just says third season. When Jon Snow first arrives in the Wildling camp, he initially mistakes Tormund for Mance's radar. Much to Tormund. Well, that's not... That's was not that fair. the end? Was that... Was that the end of book one? Two or was it the start of book? Does he not make it to? He might not make it to the wildlings until the third season. Maybe we're jumping the gun. No, he definitely. No, he definitely. This is what an interesting podcast where uh, we're just <laughs> looking we're, things we're, up on Wikipedia. The um, Wikipedia podcast. <laughs> hey, we do our research. On Mike. So on Mike. On Mike. Research. Hey, here's some interesting we're, things. We're letting to you into the distract you. <laughs> we're, we're bringing you into um, the process, everyone. Um, north of the Wall, Halfhand forces Snow to kill him to prove his loyalty to the Wildlings, while an army of White Walkers surrounds the fist of the First Men. So no, none of that stuff. So Igrit wasn't. No, Igrit was Igrit this was. season. Yeah, but yeah. Tormund wasn't this season. Tormund's next season. So he mustn't. He mustn't meet Mance Raider. I've written down Mance Raider. Oh, you're um, wrong, Steve. I was wrong. I you're misremembered. Wrong. How awful of me. Um, that would make sense because they seem to kind of not. Like with Stannis, you know, they could have introduced Stannis at the end of series one, but that would have probably blurred. Or well, also, they, they hadn't cast him So they him yet. chose. Well, <laughs> what I'm saying, Stu, yes. is that they made a deliberate call sure. to go, let's leave Stannis till series two. Totally, yeah, so, yeah. A probably similar thing here. They're like, let's get all the way up to about to meet Mance, but meet him in the first episode of series three. So yeah. we have to play less, pay less in residuals. Which, which has introduced some pacing problems to the show in, in various parts, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, Daenerys, I mean, like we were talking about earlier, Daenerys suffers the most from that. Yeah, she does. Her, her story, like apparently, I, I haven't read the books enough, but apparently they do just not check in on her and then they'll sort of check back in on her for a while. I can't remember, but I, yeah, I, I feel so like that's like, the case. She go, you know, she goes, gets to Carth. It, it's, well, she, they're in the desert. They eventually get to Carth. They eventually get into Carth. There's a whole yeah. big thing. She gets a nice new frock. They all want to see her dragons. <laughs> she talks to Jorah a bit. He tells her that she's lovely. She's kind of, what does they call him? Captain Friendzone. Captain Friendzone. Um, and Zaro starts going, hey, you should marry me. There's some garden parties. She mm. wears a nice frock again. Um, the she crazy, has, she has a that tantrum quaith, the... You know, the chick with the mask face? Yes. Who kind yeah. of comes in and goes, woo, yeah. woo spooky prophecy. And Actually, speaking of which, have, has that ever been referenced again? Is no, that... but in the books, apparently, there's lots, as I say, these conspiracy shows, they have a lot more um, sort of things with her. Because yeah, it feels like that should have come concepts up Concepts around her, but she, yeah. But then the same with the Pyat Pri and the House of the Undying kind of. Mm. We've never seen that again. That's so true. That's true. It's hard to know in these early seasons anyway. What's per- Sorry for the noise. The cats are being ridiculous. <laughs> Understimulated. Whose fault is that? Probably mine. Okay, moving on. Um, let's talk about Rob Stark briefly. Yes. And the Young Wolf, the young wolf. Alliance and how successful he Kicking is. Kicking ass. And how there's that fantastic moment, I think, where there's like two Lannister guards just talking shit uh, having, and yeah, yeah. bantering yeah. and then all of a sudden the, the he's like what's that what's that ha ah, just joking just joking and then oh my god there's, oh my actually, god, there's actually a wolf stark soldiers and they you know he beats the lannisters by being clever and stealthy yeah. and he's know, actually doing really well never meeting them in the field that's which of right. course is setting the tone for tywin to realize that he can't defeat rob in an open combat as normal that's right exactly he'll have to 
be a duplicitous son of a bitch about it. That's right. Hence Red Wedding, but we're a long way to go from that. And we, you know, we see a lot more of Rob as than I believe in the books because he's not a point of view character in the books. Yeah, so so you hear a lot about. So they fill in a lot of this. That's right. Story, and they change the the woman. The Talisa is an invented character for the yep. show, as opposed to some random northern girl jane who he, i want to say jane Westley. yeah but yeah so similarly she he is injured she nurses him back to health and then she and they fall like, in love and bones her and then goes oh i better be honorable and marry yeah. her and catelyn's like no you gotta marry a fray and he's like well i've done my duty now oh. and talisa seems much more about having a love connection and yeah totally i can see why they did that to bring in something different and sure know, so they start to get together and tywin has his Meetings with Arya and his plots and his plans. They have a little a little mentor mentee yeah, relationship. I love the way the show often will put these characters just in each other's satellites, you know, for just a little while. Just to see while. how they sort of bounce off each other. You know, yeah. like we had Jamie, Jamie and Brienne, and you know, you have all yeah. these little Tyrion and Bronn, and and they're together for a long, for and a then while. Bronn and Jamie, and then you know, you have all these yeah. little characters having their little, you know, their their, their orbs. That's it. Overlap for a, for a while, and just watching them bounce off each other. Yeah, is really fun. and it's really fun. And then of course we have the Battle of Blackwater. So Tyrion finds out that the maesters have been making wildfire yes which somehow is they're able to make again isn't that the whole thing that because the dragons are back and magic is coming back they've been able to make yeah i think that's implied and cersei's been having them stack it up and Tyrion's like what the hell yeah and you, and you wonder i mean knowing what we know now did she always have a plan of yeah, that sort point. of nature good point because she had sort of she knew all about it and she knew what was going on and mm. then he kind of went down and was like, you have a lot of highly flammable liquid down yeah. here. But then he uses it brilliantly. And that was, you know, Tyrion's great moment of, of being a general. of Because the yeah. hound goes, that's it, I'm out. Joffrey goes, oh, I'm going to go back to the keep. Oh, I'm scared. And where, Tyrion course, rallies the troops. Where, and of it's... course, let's not forget the marvellous drunk Cersei. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember that episode where she's just wearing like this fabulous golden corset? armor corset and just getting absolutely sloshed yeah and just ragging on santha and telling us some truth bombs and mm-hmm. oh drunk that's the one recap that i've done in a different format the one only one i've ever done in a different format to usual um because i did it as like the my top 10 moments of the battle of black order yeah episode so i kind of went through this this you know Tyrion did this and the hound doing this and this happened to Sansa yeah. and it was kind of a and I think number two was drunk Cersei. Drunk Cersei, yeah. <laughs> Can't remember what number one was, but I remember number two. You remember? It's online somewhere. You I remember could look it up. Drunk Cersei. Drunk Cersei. She was great. And poor Sansa. Because that's right, Sansa she she became a woman. She oh, got her yes. first period yes, that's right. and had Shay there, because Shay was her assistant by that point, yes. Tyrion's secret girlfriend. And she that was sort of terrifying for her mm. because that meant that she could actually get married to Joffrey, which she didn't want to do. But of course, Tywin had struck a deal with the Tyrells to help yes. them in the battle, and that meant that by the end of it, Joffrey was engaged to Marjorie and and not Sansa. Sansa was off the hook. Who was of. very very happy, but then Littlefinger, of course, whispered in her ear, going, "Oh no, you're still boned." <laughs> it's all bad for you. <laughs> oh, he's still going to want to just because he's not marrying you doesn't mean he's not going to. You know, stop talking. There, there was a lot of good uh, Varys Littlefinger um, stuff in yeah. this season as well. Was this the episode? No, it was the it was series three. I was going to say they had that awesome um, the, the their the one conversation like the iconic conversation of chaos versus order. Oh right, but that was that was that's next season. So we'll yeah, talk about yeah. that next week. But 
And then poor Stannis and poor Davos, his son got blown up and <laughs> yeah. all their ships got blown up. I love up Stannis and as a character. Survived. Stannis you is do? one of my favourite characters in Game of Thrones. Just I, because he's I find so him, freaking square? Like just, I find him so... Yeah, I find him very, very satisfying as a character. He okay. just... He is so true to himself at every point... In the in the story, yeah. Well, the pedantry is good. Yeah, exactly. Like, just but then the, he has sex on his tabletop role playing game with Kate Bush. That's right, exactly. And you know, he's, which is a bit odd. And it is a bit odd. But you're introduced to him making this horrible compromise. But then it feels like everything after that is him rigidly sticking to his principles, so as to make up for that somehow. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like. And that. we haven't even gotten to his relationship with Shireen yet. No, because she's, yeah. She doesn't come in until series three, so we'll talk about that next week. But then, yeah, oh, Melisandre and her shadow baby killing off Renly, because that yes, was a Stannis yeah, yeah. thing as well. Again, he just Stannis does not seem like the kind of guy who would ordinarily go for magic and, you know, the red god. Like, he really doesn't. But he he's, seems he's like, doing it in a very pragmatic way. Yeah. He's doing it in a, okay, this is what I need to do to get the throne, and so the throne is mine by right and duty. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's, it's about duty more than anything. It's... It's it's mine by right, and it's also my duty. Because it's my right, it's my duty. Mm. And so I need to get it. People are preventing me from getting it, so what can I do to get it? Mm. And the answer is sex with a priest and then a shadow baby. <laughs> so off you go. That shadow baby. And the thing was is that I thought it would have more of an... No, this sounds weird. Like, it just came and it went. It was there and it killed him and then it was gone. And You, you feel as if there should have been more. I feel like it should have yeah. been mentioned somewhere. Yeah. Or, ah. But Brienne, of course, that's where we, we get to see Brienne hook up with Catelyn and they have their little adventure. Totally. Which now, when you think about it, is really sweet given that she's now Sansa's protector and that you know yeah. she, she, she promised that she's she would been... look after Catelyn's family and she's kept yeah. that. And that's, that's really, it. my heart always kind of beats a little faster when I think of Brienne for many reasons. But she is magnificent she is great she's so good she's very good um and who else do we have to talk about in this episode uh, just on brienne i mean brienne's fascinating because she is like she could be a, a, a very tropey strong female character but she's intensely insecure which i find yeah and she's a little awkward fascinating yeah. like, like she's she's a, a strong she's literally a strong female character but She's also she's also very very unsure of herself and and where yeah. she belongs and stuff. It's, it's fascinating. It's really good. I just realised that there's one other element that we haven't talked about that we should just briefly we're, mention. We're we are idly scrolling through Wikipedia we, now, yes, but we are hitting our sort of our time. But <laughs> yes, um, Winterfell and the Greyjoys. Oh, the Greyjoys and yeah, because the because Theon goes back to the Iron Islands and says, "Hey, Dad, I'm here to get out. You know, the Greyjoy help for Rob Stark. Mm. It's all going to be great. We need to support him." Yeah. And then Balon goes, well, haven't you changed your tune, Mr. Highfalutin Northern Lord? I, I, love, it when, I love it when, like, the North is, yeah. like, an urban metropolis. It's like, <laughs> they're literally in the middle of the snow. I mean, the you, know, they, they you know, they live on, like, a rock yeah. in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess, exactly. I guess Winterfell seems like a palace. Winterfell but... is fancy. <laughs> Ooh, you've paid the gold price. We don't I've, pay the I've gold price. I've definitely said this before, but I find the Greyjoys tedious at best on the oh, show. Oh, really? Like, it really... Everything about Theon's arc and everything to do with that is just oh. intensely tedious to me. I don't know why. Because there's, there's other the things. Greyjoys. There's other things that are, are just as... Or very similar in themes and everything else, but just, just never grabbed me. Just, just the fact that he sort of came back and his father was immediately... Oh, what? You're so bloody 
fancy and everything else. And then he immediately turns and it's just, ah. Think you're better nothing, than us then, lad. Nothing about it makes sense to me anyway. Oh, you highfalutin clothes. And you, I'm t- <laughs> you've got, you've got full north a, there. I'm, 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 I'm trying to do a, a, a dodgy accent, but Malon Greyjoy was all grumpy like this. <laughs> <laughs> gold price, iron price, the price of stamps these days is not right. Have you seen my electricity bill on this godforsaken island? And I, federal government, taxes, and IRS. It's my Ballon Greyjoy. Um, but yes, and we meet his sister. Yes, Yara. He has Yara? That- yeah. In the books, she's called Asha, Asha yeah, but they changed right. it because they didn't want her to be confused with Osha. Yes, the wildling. In the same season, as a man called Zara Zoan. Zoan. <laughs> Go figure. Um, but we're worried that Asha yes. might be a bit too confusing. There was for another bit of incest too, because when Theon there, arrives, oh, he was, thinks he's right. all hot shit. Yes. She's like, "I'll take you up to the castle," and he doesn't recognise her because he hasn't been at home for nine yeah. years. And so he then attempts to get rather up close and personal on a horse. She does, though. She, she knows who he is. Yeah. So. Well, she lets him to find out what kind of man he is. And yeah. I'm like, I just don't. That's, wow. That's yeah. But then she's led a hard life and she's a sea captain. and <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, immediately, immediately what just does makes that me mean? picture the guy from The Simpsons. Ah. <laughs> We're going to go raid and rape on the Westerosi coast. Ah. My wooden leg's not up to it. Sorry, I'm not. I'm, I'm not trying to make insensitive jokes, but you, you get my point. So yes, I, I'm an Iron Islander. I'm a sea captain. Ah, oh, because there's so many careers that the Iron Islanders <laughs> have open to them. You're either going to be a pillager, mm-hmm. a plunger, a reaver, a raper, or a combination of all <laughs> of the above. Many, many strings to your bow. <laughs> yeah, it's a real diversified economy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so we see Theon decide, okay, well, I'm going to show my dad in one of the world's worst. Mm. I'm going to show my dad's since probably Donald <laughs> Trump. Uh, he, he then goes and raids Winterfell. Yeah. Is bullied um, into killing the Stark boys, but manages to do a sneaky and because he can't find them, they've escaped. So he gets yeah. So he just kills he gets two, two random, random kids. farm boys. <sighs> so of course, then Catelyn and all you know, Rob Stark, they all think that Bran and Rickon are dead, but they've escaped with Osha. Well, they they escaped, but then they went back and they hid in the crypts. Yeah, which was quite uh, quite clever. Quite clever. And then they escape and go to the wall. And do you remember Maester Lewin? Because that's where he dies at the end oh, of Maester that series. Maester Lewin, yeah, of course. Yeah, cool. that's Again, right. one of those characters who you're like, oh, not Maester Lewin. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and um, tells them to go north. And, uh, go north, my friends. Go guy, north. Go awesome, to John. Awesome guy with awesome sideburns who I can never remember. Oh, um, Roderick Castle. Roderick Castle, yeah. yeah he was he, like he the gets beheaded. head of security at Winterfell or yeah. whatever you call him. <laughs> head of security. There's a name for the marshal or the, you know. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Ned no, Stark's he, right-hand he man. Gets, he gets beheaded, so everyone... everyone yeah, they kill him, and, they, and it's only 12 Iron Islanders. We hear about Ramsay Bolton. Roose Bolton, remember, talks about my bastard son will... Oh, that's right. ...will set a siege Winterfell. Yeah. And, Actually, uh, yeah, because we meet Roose Bolton. Because it's Ramsay who sort of burns it, I think. They get... It is, yeah. Is it Yara who goes? and gets Theon back from... Yeah, that's right, because it was, it was very They knock him confusing. on the head and they... 
because he was under siege and yeah. there were horns going out and all there was, the time. It was very, it was very confusing, and it, it became a big secret at the end of season two into season three who had sacked Winterfell. And I was like, but it was the it was the Greyjoys, wasn't it? And and then it turns out it was the Boltons. Yeah. But the show did not do a good job of selling. Yeah, it that was it was idea like like confusing. that that even had to be a conflict because at the end of the season I was like, oh well the. The Iron yeah. Island is obviously set they, on fire they blamed on the way out. It. Yeah, they blamed it on the... Obviously. They blamed it on the Greyjoys, yeah. but it was actually the Bolton. But at the, at the start of Series 3, they actually were teasing it out as a sort of mystery. And I'm like, I didn't even realise we had to keep track of that. Yeah. What, what is going on? So anyway. More fool you, Stu. Indeed. More fool you. But, um, keep track of everything, like the conspiracy theorists. But that's where we have Bran and um, Osha and Rickon and Osha, yeah. start their journey North, North, which yes. they will continue to do for another few seasons. <laughs> yes. Gaining friends, losing, losing friends. <laughs> but yes, that's where we see them just start to head north. And and, yeah. and then we pick up, I think, Jojen and Mira pretty early in season three. Mm. So, well, we will pick up next week because we I think that's probably all the time we've definitely we have. covered everything. We've definitely missed a few things. I'm sure we have. And Please let us know if yeah, we have. Like, absolutely do leave comments and let us know good lines of dialogue or funny things that happened. And <laughs> next week we will talk about season three. And yes, if you are listening and you are interested in my recaps this year, patreon.com slash girl clumsy. You mm-hmm. can, um, I'm girl clumsy on Twitter and girl clumsy on Instagram. So that's, that's my handle that I've had for years i should probably update it because i probably can't get away with calling myself a girl anymore (laughs) who knows but anyway point being clumsy i'm also girl clumsy on youtube and it's so hard now to get a name on youtube that doesn't have like seven million numbers and exclamation points and stuff because i I, do not do not forsake that well that's that's the thing i I signed up for youtube in you know 2006 like (laughs) just after it had started and so i nabbed you know because i had girl clumsy everything and um, yes, so maybe we should live stream on YouTube because you can do that now, apparently. But anyway, so if you are interested um, in the recaps and you'd like to contribute a dollar per recap, which I think is a great deal, and I'm going to—it's a deal. It's a steal. It's Thank a sale you. of the century. <laughs> can we? We actually should do better announcer voices because I listen back when I edit and go, Natalie, you used to be a newsreader. <laughs> Your voice used to be a party trick. You know, did you ever have to do that for friends? I still were... have to do that for friends. Oh, you do? I don't really get... See, you're, you've been out of the news reading business less time than I have because I don't get people asking me that anymore. It used yeah. to be like, oh, do 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 your news voice, do your news voice. And you go, it's three o'clock. Good afternoon. I'm Natalie Bohansky. Indonesian <laughs> president, Susilo Bangbang Yudhoyono. Has something Chappelle Corby. That's pretty much it. We didn't really mention... Jamie Lannister, but that's okay because he spent most of that season tied up. He did. <laughs> by Rob Stark until Catelyn let him And go. not in the way the, the slash fiction people would like. Oh. Yeah, we'll see. This is the thing. Next week we'll talk about, we'll make that a thing to talk about Jamie's path to redemption and other things. So let us say thank you for listening. Thank you. And in the grand tradition of this podcast, I will end by saying, Bala Mogulis! Winter is coming. <laughs>